0: Hello and welcome back to Stonework, a Bible podcast from Three Chopped Church here in Richmond, Virginia. I'm your host, Rev. Christopher Tweel, pastor and head of staff here at the church.
1: And I'm Joan Pye, director of the music ministries. Through the season of Lent and Holy Week, we will be listening to music, praying, and contemplating as the season, the spirit, and the music guide us as we prepare for Easter. Each week we will have a different congregant or friend of the church bringing their special music to us as a gift in this season.
0: As we continue in this Lenten series, we'll be working with the Lenten practices of prayer, meditation, fasting, and giving. Lent is an incredible time for us to sit and prepare ourselves for the joy of Easter, and this year things are a little bit different. If you are new to the podcast or want to know more about the church, you can find us at threechoppedchurch.org.
1: Today, along with Linda Wentz on the piano, Alan Wentz will be singing the medley of Don Moyne's "God Will Make a Way," an old hymn he Leadeth me, arranged by Mark Hayes, copyrighted in nineteen ninety, and this arrangement two thousand three by Integrity's Hosanna Music. For each new day He will make a way He will make our way By the roadway in the wilderness He'll lead me And rivers in the desert I will see Heaven and earth will fade But his word will still remain. He will do something new today. God will make a way when there seems to be no way. He works in ways we cannot see. He will make a way. His side With love and strength For each new day He will make a way or by his hand <laughs>
0: Thank you, Joan, for these fantastic pieces that you're going to be bringing to us from from week to week. And this week, definitely, thank you, Alan and, and Linda, for sharing with us uh, your gift of music and uh, for sharing with us this this song selection. Uh, what a what a fantastic piece we have to start things off with here in Lent. Uh, the idea of God making a way for us um, and to Juxtapose that, or to 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 maybe maybe not juxtapose, but maybe to to match it with, to marry it with, the idea of God leading us. You know, He leadeth me. oh blessed thought, a words with heavenly comfort fraught. There is a, a sense in this that we are being led, and that being led is is the path. That is the path that God is making. Of course, God is going to be our guide through that path. It's not, it's not necessarily just a path that is created for us to follow on our own. And that is an interesting theological concept that I, I think we might not always uh, really come to terms with all the time. I don't think we always have that deeper understanding, you know, maybe there's a part of us that thinks that God is going to make a path, that God is uh, going to create something, but but it's up to us to follow that path, that we are the the engines of our own destiny, that we are the vehicles that are going to move down the road that has been built for us. You know, when we drive from Virginia to DC or, or out to the mountains or something, we, someone else has made that road. So someone else has made that path for us. Okay, great. Well, uh, the state has made that path or, or the uh, federal government or whatever through the interstates is, is, is making that path and we're following it. You know, we're, we're, we're in our cars, we're driving, but that is not what God's path is going to be for us. Uh, I love this in the in the in the first part of what we heard today uh, that God works in ways we cannot see. Well, if if that's true then when we when we need direction, when we need guidance, then it may be in a way that is unexpected. That guidance may come in a way that's unexpected. We may connect with the solution in a way that's unexpected. If God works in a way that we cannot see, then it may be a solution that is outside of our regular pathways. It might be outside of what we think we need. And also, you know, we have to keep in mind that this is not, that when we're led to this path when we are comforted by the idea of God leading us it is by the hand by God's hand holding ours, pulling us along urging us forward we're not under our own power entirely we are servants of someone else's will his faithful follower I would be I remember singing this hymn as a child and there is uh, sometimes there is a little a little notation in the the hymnals where we read his faithful follower I would be it kind of condenses follower you know condenses those syllables into just two his faithful follower I would be and for some reason as a kid growing up you know uh, I read it as his faithful flower I would be uh, and for a long time, I really I really loved that part of the song. I love the idea of being uh, you know, something really, really beautiful and lovely and, and it brought to, brought to my mind as a kid spring and Easter and, and those kinds of uh, uh, flower holidays uh, that, <laughs> that I loved and I love celebrating. And um I, I just I had this idea that that being a follower uh of God, being Christ's follower, um was was in part being a flower, that God was going to lead us into being flowers, something beautiful um for the kingdom. And maybe there's some truth in that. Maybe there's some some truth, and we can be good, beautiful followers, knowing that God is gonna make the way, that God is the one that's uh, responsible for the way that God is the one that is leading us into that way. And because uh, God works in ways that we cannot always see, in ways that we, I, I, I take that piece to mean in, in ways that we cannot always understand. You know, we see wilderness, we see desert, and God sees a path. God sees a way that we cannot see. And so God is the one to make that way. Heaven and earth will fade, but God's words will remain. He will do something new today, something, something new. Something new I think also of times that I've been physically out in the wilderness uh, on the trail hiking or or um, going down the river uh, in a canoe or something like that or even out biking. Um, when we're when we're out in the wilderness, and there's a a path to take the paths are not always um easy they're not always glorious and lovely um <laughs> I think of you know if God's doing something that we can't see or, or working in a way that we can't see or or building a path through a wilderness where all we see is all we see is desert but God sees a path we may not we may resist the path that God has for us that that resistance is just such uh, such a deep part of the human condition, and such a deep part of my my condition. I I am um, my wife Leah jokes with me and says that I have you know kind of this rebel spirit uh, that that uh, I'm uh, when when someone challenges me with something, I, I my my response is to is to engage the challenge. Um, and so a lot of times, if God is doing something in my life that I didn't expect or that I didn't see immediately or ahead of God, <laughs> God revealing it and, and wanting to lead me. I resist. You know, my initial response is to resist and to try to gain control over it. But that's not, that's not what this song is about. The song is about being led. Uh, we can connect this to our series on Esther a little bit that, that has just ended. You know, we, we said in that that um, God is not mentioned, but we learn to see God and we exercise the muscle of discovery in, in, in finding the places where God is present. And so in that way, God is even making a way in us so that we might see God a little better. As we start our Lenten time together as we start looking at the Lord's Prayer, uh, I hope that if there is a new path that is opening up to to you or to me in this Lenten season, that you'll take a deep breath with me (laughs) and, and not resist it, but to allow God to take us by the hand, to lead us, and to create us as beautiful followers as flower followers for a a plan that we are a part of but may not have control over to the better and, and greater glory of what God has for all of us. Thanks for listening with me today. As we continue this Lenten series from week to week, we will have moments like this where we can focus in on our prayer and our fasting practices. When we think about fasting, we think a lot about, well, what things are we giving up for Lent? <laughs> and that's that's fine. That's great if, if that's something that, that speaks to you this year. If there are things in your life that you feel like are a, a distraction from Um, focusing more on God, then then that's a good opportunity to uh, enter into a system of fasting. For our purposes, I'd like to just ask a couple questions from week to week. And you can listen, meditate, think on those questions, and your fast might change from week to week. It it might reinforce uh, different things. There's no strict rule (laughs) uh, that you have to continue uh, this thing that you're fasting from for the entirety of Lent, um, these are helpful tools that are going to aid our spiritual life. And if they are not helpful to your spiritual life, then have no shame in uh, relinquishing them. So one of the questions that I like to ask in terms of fasting is, it can be something simple. Uh, Ask yourself, is there something... That I should hold off on? Sometimes we can fast from our need for immediacy. Is there something that we feel pressured to do that might benefit from holding off? Another question we can ask is, what are you allowing to rest? That also can be A fast, when we lay something down that we've been carrying or or nurturing, whether it's a, a grudge or hard feelings or something along those lines, are there things that we can allow to rest, even just for a week? Other questions we can ask pertain to Cravings, which is where a lot of our uh, chocolate fasting comes in But but there might be other places too We can look at things that we need to release in our lives Having said that uh, Will also give us an opportunity each week not only to ask those questions about fasting, but also to pray together After our Ash Wednesday service for Sundays, we'll be going to a series on the Lord's Prayer together. As our Ash Wednesday service was about us clinging together, our prayer today is focused on the unity of Christ and is something that Jesus prayed so let's pray together now using the words of christ as we'll later use the words that christ taught us to pray let's pray together as you god are in me and as christ is in you may we also be one together so that the world may believe that it was you, God, who sent Jesus, that the glory that you had given to Christ has been given to us, so that we might be one, as the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit are one. Christ in us and God in Christ Help us to become completely one so that the world may know that you, God, sent our Lord Jesus Christ and love all of us, even in the same way that you have loved Jesus. We pray this in the name of your Son, Jesus Christ. Amen. There is a huge need for visible oneness in the Christian community, not for the sake of the church. Our unity is for the sake of the world, for the sake of people who don't know that God sent a beloved Christ into the world because of God's love. For the world, our last moment in this podcast together will be focusing on our giving in this lenten season. Of course the church has so many awesome opportunities for giving and our church in particular have to brag a little bit it has made the decision to make sure that uh, a tithe of its annual budget goes to uh, a split between our presbytery which then uses those funds for for other uh uh, uh other other missions and, and other work that that god is doing in the world and also uh just strict missions in and of itself you can see that uh revealed in in our in our annual budget every year that's an amazing that's an amazing promise to make to the world and it's an amazing piece of stewardship uh that not a lot of not a lot of churches Churches do uh, so in that in that same vein in that same light, you know. Of course, the church is dependent on on, on gifts and on tithes and offerings. But in this podcast, what we're going to do is we're going to highlight some other places in the city uh, that are. Uh, available <laughs> and, and dependent uh, on the, the the good-hearted donations uh, of of folks, and there'll be a blend of things uh, that the church has a, a relationship with already, and also other places uh, that that we we don't have an established relationship with necessarily right now, uh, but that are just just some good places that, that are, are here in our in our metro area. And the first one this week is that we're going to highlight is going to be Richmond Hill. Uh, if you haven't heard about Richmond Hill, uh, we'll talk a little bit about it. It is uh, out in Church Hill. It overlooks the city. It is meeting space and worship space available for all people as well as a place of spiritual development and a place that has worship regularly throughout the week. If you have seen it up there in Churchill, it looks a little bit like a, a, a monastery, and it was actually a convent uh, for a while in, in its old history, and um, it was uh, founded in its current uh, uh, venue or in, in its current configuration in, in about 1987, and it's an ecumenical Christian Fellowship Residential Community, and they are, are kind of an, an urban retreat center. They focus on prayer, uh, hospitality, and serving meals. They focus on recon, uh, racial reconciliation and, and definitely spiritual development. Um, so, if you haven't heard of them, check them out. Uh, they've got they've got a, a great website. Uh, they've got some sermons that they'll lay up on on the the site there as well, and. Um, Hopefully, as COVID uh, dwindles and and fails finally, um, you can take a trip up there, uh, participate in a service, which are on uh, Tuesdays and Thursdays usually, Uh, join them for a meal in the afternoon, Uh, sign up to to cook or or wash dishes one afternoon. Uh, They're a, a really fabulous community, and focus uh, on the scriptural instruction from Jeremiah 29, verse 7, Seek the welfare of the city to which I have sent you. So this week's focus is on Richmond Hill. Check them out. What a joy it is to spend this time together participating in music and meditation, if you would please subscribe, rate us, and review us, it'll help others find this podcast. If you have questions about who we are or want to know more about our church family, please visit us online at threechoppedchurch.org or worship with us online through our YouTube page every Sunday. Links are in the description. A huge thank you to Dr. Joan and to all of our musicians. Also to our volunteers and church staff who make this podcast possible. And until next time, may you be blessed and be a blessing wherever you are.